Hey everybody, this is Raul Gonzalez. And I am Oscar Ibieta. We are Medicare Agent IQ. Just a little background on why we do this. We are just really trying to help agents out there who are struggling in this business. Maybe you're not struggling, maybe you're doing all right and you're just trying to kind of keep up with what you're doing. That's the reason that we do this show. A little learning hub for Medicare agents. We are just coming off last, Friday, we celebrated 10 years as an insurance agency for, for our agents, uh, for our agency, and which was really cool. We did a big party and, uh, and that, was, that was cool. So uh, the, the reason I bring that up is I just want everybody to know, hey, look, the, the reason that these guys know what they're talking about, man, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah. So I'm actually, I've been in the business now 16 years. And I, I just, it, it's, it's funny when I started, I was a young man. I was 20, 27 years old when I first started in Medicare. Here I, here I am today. How old were you? I was 24. I'm 10 yeah. years into the game. 10 years into the game, I was a 24-year-old kid yeah. who uh, had no insurance background whatsoever. Came right. into this, started doing Medicare, and haven't looked back since. Yeah, man, that is awesome. So one of the things that uh, I kind of wanted to do today is I wanted to to talk a little bit about overcoming objections. I think that, that I was meeting with an agent the, uh, just yesterday, actually, and, yeah. and we were kind of talking. And one of the things that came up in our conversation is like if you're sitting at retail and uh, retail being like if you have a table set up at, at, a, at a grocery store here in Texas, San Antonio, we have the great HEB, mm-hmm. which is a very popular uh, uh, grocery store chain. But if you're sitting at a place like that where you would someone come up to you and they say something like, Hey, how are you? I already have United Healthcare. I'm doing great. And then they start walking away. And I talked to him about that. And he says, uh, he, he's like, yeah, normally what I'll do is I'll say, Oh, great. And then just kind of let them walk away. I'm like, no, that's not what we do. <laughs> like, we're, like what we need to be doing in that type of situation is we need to be trying to, um, to what, what would you say in that situation? Someone, someone comes up to you, hey, Oscar, hey, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Um, I already have United Healthcare. I'm doing great. Great. United Healthcare is a great plan. Which one do you have? They have so many different types. Yeah. And just you're engaging in conversation. You're not asking that yes or no question. Right. You're asking a question, an open ended question, right? We yeah. always talk about asking open ended questions. You're trying to get them to, instead of rather than walking away, they're going to they're gonna maybe pull out their card, that's what you're hoping, or they're able to tell you exactly which plan it is that they've got. Yeah, I might even say something like, oh, so you have the new plan with the $2,000 yeah. in dental, or, or something like that. And you know, obviously one of our goals is not just to move pers- someone from one United Healthcare plan to the other, but if the situation presents itself, I always look at these situations and I say, you know what, that, that person, could very well benefit from having the extra dental coverage. So I might bring that up, uh, but it opens up a conversation yeah. where you might even be able to move them to another plan because it because it basically opens up a conversation. And so that's what we want to talk about today is just kind of uh, furthering that is overcoming objections, things that you might hear, whether you're out in the field or even sitting in front of somebody in, in just really just not kind of giving in. So there's it's an important there. I want to make a distinction when I, when I talk about this, the distinction is, is that we are not um, supposed to be aggressive in ourselves, right? Like we don't want to put any kind of pressure on these seniors. I mean, seniors, they deserve respect. We're, we're not here to, to pressure them. But what I will say is that sometimes we have to rebuttal. We have to say, you know what? 
you know, there's a lot of different options that, that you could be taking advantage of. And we just want to make sure that you that you're aware of these. So just kind of want to go through a couple of these and, and just kind of imagine that you are in an appointment with someone. And you don't want to be passive. I think that's what we're getting at is, you know, and I used to do it early on when I first started, I would do retail and people would come up and exactly what you just said. I've got United Healthcare and at the time, I mean, United Healthcare still is one of the top plans. So I used to think, gosh, they've already got one of the best plans here in town. I'm just going to let them walk away. But then I learned, okay, I can't be so passive. I need to engage without being aggressive, but you do want to be somewhat assertive and, and engage them into a conversation because you got to think about it as agents, we have to certify when it comes to, when it comes to being able to sell these Medicare Advantage plans, these products, and we have to test on these things annually and we have to be familiar with all the products that are available in the market. The seniors that we're working with, they're not doing these things. They're not certifying, they're not testing. They don't know what changes are coming to the plans. They don't know, they may not even know what benefits that they currently have just because they haven't taken the time to review their their benefits in, in several years. And so that's where, again, rather than letting them just walk away from you at the at the retail table, you want to try to engage them in a conversation that's going to open up more things. Yeah, I think for new agents, one of the things that we see is that they are so gun shy because of all of the all of the times we tell them you're not allowed to be aggressive, you're not allowed to apply pressure on people. And so they take that as, oh, I just really need to back away right. and, I, and, I, and I really can't, can't, uh, can't engage with people, but, but you can absolutely do that. The, the, the heart of it, of these rules of you know, not uh, applying pressure to people is you don't wanna be one of those people who's you know, right in front of grandma, no, you gotta go with this grandma, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> That's not who, who you wanna be and, and it's not a way to be successful in this yeah. business, but, but stopping and overcoming those object, objections. One of the big things to me is kind of like looking at my responsibility to the individual that's in front of me. And what I mean is, is when I'm sitting in front of somebody, they could very well really benefit from a change in plan. And all I wanna do as a professional is figure out if there is a way to meet their needs in a better way. And of course, by doing that, then it makes some money to do that, right? Improving their situation. Right. It's, all, it's a win for everybody. It's a win for them because they're going to benefit from it, understanding that there are some new options or some better options without saying the word better, right, right when you're with them. And of course, at the end of the day, we're, we're putting them in a better position. We're getting, and we're getting paid for, to do that. That's, that's the business that we're in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just, a, just imagine right now that you're in an appointment and you've just, uh, you're, you're sitting with someone in the, the plan that makes kind of the most sense for that individual. They say, you know what, the, the most important thing to me is I don't want to lose my doctor. And so I, I kind of, kind of if, if, if we're in, a, in an appointment, what kind of response do you have to that? Like that's, I just, look here, Oscar, I just really don't want to lose my doctor. I'm, they're very important to me. Yeah. I'm actually glad you said that because that's usually one of the first questions that I ask people is who is your doctor and is it important for you to keep that doctor? Because a lot of times if it is and that's the doctor that you want to stay with and that's where we start. That's our starting point is as a broker, uh, I, I work with I'm contracted to work with several different insurance companies. So I'm able to basically do some shopping around for you. And so if you tell me that you're with Dr. Smith 
and you don't want to lose Dr. Smith, then that's where I start. I, I go to Dr. Smith's, I, I look him up online and I look at all the different insurance plans that he accepts, that he's in network with. And then I get to doing my homework and, and I kind of see which plan may make the most sense for you. But other times people may tell me, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with my doctor and I've actually been looking for another doctor but uh, I just don't know where to look, then I can make a suggestion then. But in your case, Raul, you're happy with your doctor, you don't wanna lose your doctor, so we start with Mr. Smith. So right now, you've got the Humana plan. Uh, I'm gonna do some homework and I'm gonna see what other insurances he takes, and then we'll get together, uh, or you know, assuming this is a phone call, right? Pause, right? Assuming this is a phone call or if, or if we're in person, if we're not in person just yet, I'm gonna do some homework for you, Raul, and see what other insurance plans that Dr. Smith is in the network. Network. I want to stop right there and I want to I want to mention something. So there will be times when you're going to walk into an appointment blind, uh, meaning you don't have any information. You don't know who their doctor is. You don't know who their uh, what medications they're on, what what insurance plan they might be on. There are going to be situations where that's going to happen. But a lot of the time, most of the time, you're able to collect this information on the front end before you actually go into that meeting. And it's important to know these things so that you can better prepare so that when you walk into that appointment, you've already got a plan A and you have a plan B as far as what direction that appointment's going to go. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And we actually have a little worksheet that we give to agents and say, hey, look, these are questions that you want to ask your um, the, the prospect, the person that you're going to be meeting with so that it helps you better prepare for that appointment. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, like when I'm when I'm in an appointment, I'll usually say something along the lines of, hey, look, there's there's two different people that I meet. Sometimes someone fits right in the middle. One of those people that I meet is say, hey, look, the most important thing to me is that I find that I keep my doctor. Other people will come up to me and they'll say, the most important thing to me is that I am able to save money, Raul. Let's be honest, that's where I'm at financially. I, I, I need to save every penny that I can. And some people will say, you know what? I'm right in the middle. Where do you fall within that spectrum? And a lot of times people will say, well, I'm somewhere in the middle, but th that, that opens it up to, okay, I might be, I might be willing to change my doctor. Right. Other people like, like my wife, I always, I always bring her up. She's like really attached to her doctors. And she's like, man, I, I will not, I will not move away from, from those doctors. And to the point where we're literally paying more for our health yeah. insurance because <laughs> she, when she needs to keep that doctor in, and I understand that there's some people that are in that situation and we have to work within that. So, uh, but the important part here is that, you know, for most people, you might be able to make a change. You, you might not lose your doctor, you know? So just kind of overcoming that objection. I think there's a lot of ways to approach it, a lot of ways to, 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 to talk through that. Uh, another thing to be real honest is, I've, and I've seen this happen before where I'll talk to an individual and they'll say, and this usually just happens more in the smaller towns, but they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm with this doctor right now. And to, to, be, to be honest, what they've said is that they only accept original Medicare. That's always one, man, that's one of my frustrations yeah. when I'm, when I'm out there, I'm like, man, that's not fair to like, I get it. Like, look for the doctor. Hey dude, you're rich already. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean, but it's something I'm passionate about because like these doctors, like they're, they're fine. Right. But w what I get worried about is that senior who's on a fixed income and they're being told that, that they sorry, we're only going to accept original Medicare. It's too much paperwork for us. Right. Well, you know, isn't it, isn't that senior worth it? So to be honest, sometimes I'll, I'll have that 
have that conversation. A lot of times, a lot of times I can just kind of casually mention that like, yeah. Hey, look, my, my big concern here is when, when I hear that a doctor is only accepting original Medicare is that it, ultimately the person that is footing the bill for a lot of those expensive things is you. And that's a concern of mine because under original Medicare, if you, if you, if you choose a supplement right now, you might be able to afford the hundred dollars a month. But my big concern is, will you be able to in 10 years afford 300 a month? Right. And, uh, I've had, and, and you, it's important in these things to bring up real life situations, people that you've actually dealt with and talked to. And so I had a lady that, and I think I've brought this up in the podcast before last AEP, she was one of the first people that I signed up. She called me last AEP and she's like, Raul, I just can't do it anymore. I'm paying 300 and $300 a month for my med sup. And I also have to pay $45 a month for my prescription drug coverage. She's like, I just can't afford it anymore. So we were able to move her over to an Advantage plan with a maximum out of pocket of like $2,900. Yeah. She's in Corpus Christi, I believe. And, and so maximum out of pocket of, of uh, $2,900 or so. In worst case scenario, she's her max still out of in pocket, a better she's situation. saving money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, well, I'm really concerned because I have a knee surgery coming up. Okay, so you go into the hospital for, uh, for five days and all you're paying, and I can't remember what the copay was. I think it was less than a hundred dollars. But day. they think that they're looking at this huge deductible, this crazy yeah. out-of-pocket expense. I don't want that Medicare Advantage plan. That's why I have a supplement. Yeah. But it's so our job to explain that. So that's why I bring this up to like it, like I'll bring that up to them and just kind of like, hey, look, these are there's these situations. So the big concern here, the big takeaway is that I knew a lady who was in her tenth year on a Medicare supplement, and all of a sudden she's paying. $300 a month, $330 a month. So I bring that up to them. Some people might say, okay, then I'll just be on a Medicare supplement as long as I can afford it. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine, yeah. we'll do that. Let's stay in contact with each other and I'll, I'll continue to be your agent. And when that time comes, I would love to help you get onto an Advantage plan. Some people will will think about it and then make a move. I had somebody who, who did that this year, they 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 ultimately decided uh, that they were going to again. They're in a small town, like in Medina County, mm -hmm. uh, Texas, real small, real small county, and uh, so they were in a real small town there. And he was pretty attached to this doctor. But once we started talking, and I presented it in that way, he ended up going with an Advantage plan. Again, my heart was not for me. It was doing what was best for him. Yeah. And when I see people that are on a fixed income, that realistically you know, the, you know how they used to call like a Medicare supplement, like the Cadillac option, right? right? The Cadillac, the, you know, that, that was the luxury car back in the day. So that's how that became like kind of the Cadillac plan, but that would be a Medicare supplement. My heart is, I'm not trying to sell you the, the Cadillac here. I'm trying to get you in a situation where you can afford what you're on. And so, um, not trying to ultimately not trying to change their mind, but just trying to give them different perspectives and help them make an informed decision. Yeah. So, And going back to my doctor only takes original Medicare, one of the things that I would say when I'm in the household is I say, hey, look, that might make sense for the doctor's office there. Maybe it just makes their life a little bit easier when it comes to billing, less paperwork, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but you've you got to remember, that's only one part of all of the benefits that Medicare covers. We're gonna, and we're gonna cover that. You have your primary doctor, you have your specialist. What happens if you need an MRI? What happens if you end up in the hospital? What happens if you need therapy? These are all services that you're gonna be receiving outside of your doctor's office. So I always tell people, 
you've got to be selfish in making this decision because at the end of the day, you have to do what makes the most sense for you. So I just wanted to touch on that one yeah, yeah. before, before yeah. we move on. No, no, no. I wasn't trying to stop you. I was just trying to. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> um, so, Bad so, habits I'm trying to break. <laughs> so another uh, another question that, that sometimes people end up getting is, I've heard changing plans is a hassle. And to be honest, I don't want to deal with that. What do, you, what do you tell people to that, Oscar? It's simple. You don't even have to do anything. You wouldn't have to call and cancel your old insurance. Once this new insurance goes into place, it it cancels out your old insurance and it always begins the first of the following month so today it's only the 15th of the month we're only halfway through so it's going to have time to process get through you'll have your card before the end of the month and so at the beginning of next month your new plan will kick in and your old plan already cancels out so that's it what concerns do you have about about or, or what have you heard? Yeah, so well, it, just kind of informing my doctor and and like you know I don't what if what if my doctor is not happy that I moved to this insurance? You know? Well, they're they're in the network with multi, with with this plan with the plan that you currently have and with the plan that we're going to be getting you on. They're in network, so they're used to working with this insurance. Next time you go in there, just let them know, hey, this is my new insurance card. It's just a matter of updating it in the system. Yeah, I think a lot of times too, what I the 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 kind of the direction that I go in that type of situation is be like, well, that's what you have me for. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm here to kind of take care of those, those concerns. I'm here to help you move through this process easily and to where if anything does come up. So again, just everything that you just said right now, Oscar, but then when we get to a point where we say, and if anything else comes up where there is a challenge where we're like, oh man, what do, what do we do here? Well, then at that point, we will go ahead and you just call me and I'll figure it out. I'll help you take care of it. Yeah. Remember, I do this all the time. And so I help people all the time get through this, but very rarely do I see anything come up yeah. where there's where there's an issue in moving. A lot of times that can help. Yeah, it's, it's the cherry on top. I mean, it's, it's the value added service that you bring to them as their agent. So again, they may or may not even know who their agent is, but now that you're here with them, you've, you're there to save the day if they, should they come up with any obstacles, any hurdles that they need to overcome. Right, right. What's the biggest uh, objection, or I'm sorry, the objection of uh, I'm happy with my current insurance? Just any thoughts that you would have if somebody, you know, so this would be more of like you meet someone at a retail event or, or just at an, an event. Um, what What's your kind of response to that? Do you have a canned response or is it different for every person? Uh, most of the time, it's just if I'm asking what insurance it is that they have, if they haven't told me, uh, but then I may ask them, when did you sign up for that, for that insurance? And that that's kind of a, it, it, give, it helps me give, it helps me get an idea as to what my next question is gonna be. Because if they tell me, well, I just signed up for it, then the conversation can go a different way. If they tell me that they've had that, that plan for the last four years, then I'm gonna open it up and say, well, you do know that the benefits do change from one year to the next. Uh, if you've had that same plan for four years, those benefits are not what they looked like when yeah. you initially signed up for it. So, And there are a lot of new plans that have come into the market, whether it's from the same insurance company or from other insurance companies. So it's always good to take the time to, to do a plan review and make sure that your benefits are still what you want them to be or take a look and see what other options are, are maybe, maybe out there. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a big one for me with, with how, how I would respond and in, in what I am gonna touch on is, 
like you mentioned, if they if they signed up four years ago, there's so many new plans that are coming up with so many new things. Like you've heard of the grocery card, you know, yeah. that, that, that people are getting. There's certain plans with grocery cards. And, and of course, you only speak to those if you're if you're in a market where they where they have right. those things, because we don't want to be like the, the old Joe Namath commercials, right? <laughs> where they're just like, yeah, what about getting all your money back on your part? Right. Like, like we're not we're not trying again to, to be dishonest in any way. I think that's a big uh, a big important part. And, and but I would I would let them know there's just so many new options. If it were me, I would review it on an annual basis. Oh yeah, but that's a lot of work. That's what you have me for. Is that once I become your agent, then I'm going to review the plans. And if there's if if you if I ever look at things and I say, hey, this this client needs to end up switching their plan, I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them do that. Yeah. And 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 so I would bring that up to them. Like, don't worry. Like, once I review your plan for the first time and get you on the right plan, then from now on, it's my responsibility to look into this on a yearly basis for you. Yep. And so I think that's a that's a big one. Um, what is it if like uh, if, if you talk to somebody and they say my spouse and I want to be on the same plan, Oscar? What are your what, what are your thoughts to that and kind of as an objection? Well, let's look into that. Uh, you got to remember, Medicare plans are individual plans. There aren't family plans the way you might have, you know, maybe when you were working, you would have your insurance through your work and you could add your spouse or or any dependents. When it comes to Medicare, all these plans are, are individual plans. And, and if you, you've probably already know, you get so much mail and so many phone calls, there are so many different plan options. There's a reason for that because everybody's different and and one plan might make sense for one individual and a different plan might make sense for another individual. Now, who knows? Maybe the same plan is makes sense for both of you, but that's something that we're going to do when we sit down and we dive into it and actually figure out what it is that's important to you, what's important to your spouse. Maybe it's doctors. Maybe you have certain medications that you're taking where one option might make sense a little bit, might make more sense over another. And I always like to share that with people because you might be sitting at the Thanksgiving table with your family and they say, well, I've got Aetna and that's the best plan there is. And that's the plan that you need to be on. Why don't you have Aetna? Well, Aetna is a great plan, but maybe that's the plan that makes the most sense for that individual. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's the plan that makes the most sense for you. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason that there's like 14 or 15 different <laughs> plans in every market, right? It's at least. Be, yeah. <laughs> and it's because of the fact that that not there's not one size fits all in, yeah. in, in, in Medicare. Everybody has different needs, including spouses. And so I always bring this up and I brought it up just a minute ago. So my wife, if, if we were in, if we were turning 65, we would be shopping together and she would certainly go with a Medicare supplement. And I would certainly go with an HMO. <laughs> like, so that, I mean, you couldn't get more different than that, right? Yeah. But we have completely different needs and what's important to us. And so if we're truly doing a, a full needs analysis and getting to know what's important to each individual, it may or may not be the same things. So to her, the most important thing is, is having the doctor of her choice and we can afford the premium. So she would probably go with a, a Medicare supplement. And for myself, I want to save money. 
And so yeah. I want to, I'm willing to change my doctor. I, to, to me, uh, there's just, there's enough good doctors, especially if you live in a large market, like we live in San Antonio. So there's doctors on every corner, yeah. right? So for me, it's not a hard decision. I can easily just say, Oh, you know what? I'll just get the doctor around the corner. And if I don't like them, I'm on an HMO. I can change the next month right. into another doctor that I like until I'm happy. So I always bring that up. And so when I'm having conversations, these are the kind of conversations I'm having with the seniors. I'm not, I'm not in a situation with the seniors where I'm just, uh, uh, you know, where I'm timid. I'm just being open and honest yeah. and having, we're, we're, we're two people here. I'm just trying to help you figure out what's best for you. So let's do it together. And, and so I'm, so I'm having the conversation in yeah. that way. You want to come off as genuine too, right? Never come off as a salesman. Uh, you never want to be pushy or salesy. You just want to say, hey, look, that's my job. That's what I do for a living. It's my job to help you and get the most out of your benefits. Let's yeah. sit down and do that. Let's do it. Uh, big one that I see happen a lot, and this is for people who are turning 65 usually, or even people who are a couple years into it. I don't need prescription drug coverage, Oscar, because I don't take any prescription drugs. Yeah. What's the, what's the objection? How do you overcome that objection? Well, here's a, here's a reality role is, uh, that's fine now because you're nice and healthy. You're not taking any prescription drugs, but, uh, people are required to enroll into a Medicare or into a prescription drug plan, because if they don't, and later on down the road, you do need prescriptions. There is a penalty that you'd have to pay for every month. That yeah. And I might read drug coverage. I might reward that because they're not required to enroll. Right. And that, that's a, that's, that's <laughs> to a avoid a penalty, part. I guess. Right, right. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. So, but, but one of the big things that I tell people is, you know, obviously when you're 65, you know, there, there's not as much of a need for prescriptions when you're first becoming Medicare eligible. But as we age, yeah. there could be that need. There could be that that once once we get to be 75 years old, our doctor tells us, hey, look, if you would like to continue to live, you're going to have to be on this medication. Right. What if that medication is three, four hundred dollars a month? Now we'd say, oh, well, I really needed that that prescription drug coverage. And because you chose not to do that, now you will be having to uh, have a late enrollment penalty, and it's gonna be for the rest of your life. And if you've gone 10 years, it's 1% per month for every month that you could have had it. So I don't know how many, what's well, it, 120 months, yeah. right? So 120%. So if the premium is only $50 a month for the average person on a Medicare plan, now you're paying double that, more than double that. Right. So I would always bring that up. Of course, you're planning for, we're not planning for how we are today. That's the same way that I, that I talk to people about Medicare supplement premiums. I don't want us to think about what they are today. I want us to realistically think if in 10 years, can we afford what they could possibly go up to? That's how I want to help you make these decisions. It's not based off of today, but off of when you're going to really need it, because that's when, that's when you really need it. Today, you're preparing for that future. Right. That's why it's called insurance, right? So we're trying to figure out what the right game plan is. So I would always bring that up. And some, you know, every once in a while you'll talk to someone, oh, well, I wouldn't take medications if, you know, I would just, I would just die. Like, I've seen that happen so many times. They're like, okay, well, an easy there's thing. no rebuttal to that. They're like, okay. Well, an easy thing to say is this is, you got to remember, this is insurance. What is insurance? It's the transfer of risk. It's, it's something that the best kind of insurance is the one that you never have to use, right? But 
if, if you're not taking prescription drugs, then let's look at a, at a Medicare Advantage plan because there are a lot of Medicare Advantage plans that have no premium and they include prescription drug coverage. So even though you're not taking any prescription drugs, at the very least, let's get you on a Medicare Advantage plan that has no premium. It includes drug coverage. So that way down the road, you're not having to we're not having to talk about facing any penalties and what those costs might look like. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, I, I wanna jump on to another one real quick because if you're, if you're talking to someone who has a Medicare supplement and you're selling Medicare Advantage plans, and one of, the, one of the big things that people will tell you is, I'm worried about out-of-pocket costs. I'm, I, I, you know, my biggest fear of leaving my uh, Medicare supplement is that I know that how much I'm going to pay. I know, you know, say you're talking to someone who's 75 years old, right? And we just touched on it briefly, but I want to spend a little bit more time on, you know, I, or, or even someone who is 70, they're only paying $200 a month now for their, for their, for their Medicare supplement. Kind of want to, how do we overcome that? Is it the maximum out of pocket? When, when we're dealing with that? Yeah, the max out of pocket. And then the other thing is, I, I mentioned earlier, a, a lot of times people think that if they go onto a Medicare Advantage plan, they're subject to these huge deductibles. They're gonna have, if they need that knee replacement surgery, that the, the costs are gonna be catastrophic. And when the reality is that they're not, it's usually a fixed copay that you're paying for these things. Or if you end up getting hospitalized for it, you're staying overnight, then you have a fixed copay for that hospitalization. Um, they, they usually just, you know, they're used to maybe that insurance back before they had Medicare where they had to pay that big deductible and those other high expenses when the reality is that's not how it looks with these Medicare Advantage plans. So one of the questions that I'll probably ask is, or that, I'm, that I wanna find out is, have you always had a Medicare supplement since you've gotten onto Medicare? A lot of times the answer is yes. And so I'll talk about the trial right period. That's one thing that I wanna to talk to them about is, so if you've always had a Medicare supplement since you first became eligible, you actually have what's called the Medicare trial right period where it allows you to basically test drive a Medicare Advantage plan for up to a year. And if it turns out not to be what you thought it was going to be, then you can go back onto your Medicare supplement, no questions asked. So that kind of removes uh, a little bit of, it removes that that fear, that, that wall that they have up thinking, if I leave this Medicare supplement, I can't go back to it. That's one piece. But again, Medicare Advantage plans, they're gonna have fixed costs and, and maybe talk about doing going through a plan review and showing them how it works and what those costs would actually look that look like and then maybe pair it with a hospital indemnity plan. Man, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Hey, so here's what we're going to do because I think this is a, we're having a good conversation. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to do this again. We're just going to we're going to do a full hour on this. So, we're going to we're going to be coming back and we're going to uh, just on the same subject, we're just going to run it back. So next week we'll have the same exact subject, just a couple other objections we can run through. So Thank you guys.